0: digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the scrumptialescent Brent.
1: Nice. I like that. It's like yeah. a nod to Will Ferrell's greatest SNL performances, James Lipton. Oh, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I am Brent. Yes. I don't know about you, Dylan, and all of you out there, but I am personally still recovering from a nasty case of looking at my newsfeed on my phone. So That's a mistake. Yeah, should have done it. Uh, Anyway, so let's just say you know shit is bad in the news when you actually look forward to studying Armageddon and diseases to get some relief. But, I'm joking, of course, but anyway, it is nasty out there, so let's (laughs) let's move on. Sorry, anyway, uh, alright. Dylan, what's going on today? Today, we're beginning our
0: series on cancer quackery. The sometimes illegal, sometimes dangerous, but always goofy tinctures, tonics, and treatments that do little but prey on the vulnerable and induce a quick chuckle And your hosts. Um, Today's episode, we're going to focus on these cancer non-cures themselves. Um, So with a lot of the topics we're going to be covering over the next uh, few weeks, there's a lot of fun stories about fraud and going to jail and exposés. But today's episode is about the treatments themselves, uh, especially the ones with really bizarre ingredients and really wacky dietary requirements in particular. Mm. Um, One thing we want to get out of the way right up front is that we're going to be making fun of these con artists and quacks who promote all this stuff. Yeah. We're not making fun of the victims of their trickery and flim flam. You know, the victims, you know, oftentimes they're desperate people. You know, they're probably physically and mentally not at peak performance. And it's easy to be, you know, led to believe that these hucksters and scammers can cure them. So when we make fun of goofy ingredients, we're making fun of the people who are promoting
1: them. Yeah.
0: And also, if anyone thinks that saying this kind of thing makes us SJWs, you can kiss my ass.
1: Well, now I've been triggered, on.
0: Good. That's what I was going for. <laughs> so before we get into some of this goofy stuff, we want to give you a quick history. Cancer quacks are not new. They're not even new regarding just federal law with them. The first federal law against making fake claims about curing was actually from a cancer cure, and that was in 1912. We're going to rewind a little bit. Uh, The Food and Drug Act of 1906, we passed that. There was a lot of, you know, snake oil salesmen selling, you know, all their goofy stuff. We had this new law. We thought everything was going to be groovy, um, but we were very wrong. Um, In 1908, we have Dr. Johnson's mild combination treatment for cancer. Um, it, it doesn't work. I know you were surprised, but turns out this doesn't work. The FDA tried to shut this guy down and he sued because the the claim was that the Food and Drug Act, all it said was that you can't lie about what's in your treatment. So you can't lie. So, um, Brent, yeah? um, you know, I've got this, I'm, I hear you have a bad case of the acne and I want to help you out. Okay. So I have, mm-hmm. um, synthesized... It's actually the feathers from a phoenix. Oh. I caught a phoenix. (laughs) That's illegal. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta break the law to cure acne.
1: That's true. That is true. So
0: I I captured this phoenix at the top of Mount Fuji Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in my many world travels. (laughs) And I ground up the phoenix feathers Mm -hmm. into a powder. You mix it with a little water. Right. And then you apply it on your face and leave it there for about a week. Okay. And you'll be good to go. So I can't do that. That's illegal, <laughs> what I just did. Right. Um, as you mentioned, the Phoenix bit is also illegal. Can't <laughs> grind up a Phoenix because um, Phoenixes don't exist. Right. But that's not what Dr. Johnson was doing. He didn't lie about the ingredients that his medicine, quote unquote, mm-hmm. contained. He just made claims that, in fact, were false. Right. And the Supreme Court sided with Dr. Johnson. Uh, the Food and Drug Act didn't outlaw these kinds of claims, mm-hmm. um, what they call therapeutic claims. It just said that he's not lying about what's in the medicine, and so that's perfectly legal. You know, with this in mind, um, I, I have to admit I misled you
1: earlier about that acne treatment. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm already starting it, didn't
0: I? Well, you know, I would stop. I would probably stop immediately. Um, okay, so let the phoenix go. Yeah, so it's been less than three days since you put it on your face, right? <laughs> yes. Correct. Okay, Okay. good. So you'll <laughs> want to wash it off now and nothing bad will happen. But, you know, I still want to help. I've got a new treatment for you. I have this water and it is, I want to be clear about this. It is water. Okay. It's H2O. That's all that's in it. But it will cure your acne. <laughs> wow. And, and I can do that. That's So that, yeah. in 1908 at least, I could do that. But then we get the Shirley Amendment of 1912. And that officially made it illegal to lie about therapeutic claims Hmm. and put Dr. Johnson out of business. Good. But unfortunately, as you're about to tell us, many people are still in business for making very similar kinds of claims.
1: Yep. The first one that we'll go over is the scorpion venom.
0: Man, still scorpions. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, God. I know it never ends with the scorpions. I thought we were
0: done with (laughs) that. This is a
1: scorpion based podcast, basically, is what's happening already. At least these are like actual regular scorpions. (laughs) Kinda. Yes. Escozine is another, is the technical name for it, I guess. So in 2004, Dr. Arthur Grant, I'm going to mangle this name, Michalian, founder of and CEO of Meadowlife, became interested in the medical use of. Caribbean blue scorpion venom. So I don't know about you, Dylan, but I no longer want to go to the Caribbean now. I will just assume he set out sticky pads around his house to collect them, like we all do, right? You're quickly becoming this podcast's chief scorpion
0: antagonist. <laughs> I CSA know, of I this know. podcast. This yeah, seems to be CSA. a recurring theme. <laughs> Your constant battle with the scorpions <laughs> of Nevada.
1: <sighs> it's torture.
0: You know, also, you know, thinking about this, you know, after taking my mosquito exterminator exam, um, I don't want to go to the Caribbean either or any body of water. (laughs) If there's one thing I learned is that every body of water is full of mosquito larva. Yes. And they're sticking their butts in the air in order to breathe (laughs) and no one should like it. God. (laughs) That's true. That's how they breathe. That's how they breathe. Yeah. The asses. Yeah. They stick their butts in the air. Well, some of them. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't need to, we don't need, this is not a pesticide podcast.
1: Yeah. This is a blue scorpion
0: um, podcast. That's right.
1: There's no mosquitoes in Nevada, really. I mean, I think there are, but. Very few, I imagine. Yeah, maybe like one, one guy.
0: Yeah, they need standing water. But we got a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of really, yeah, we have no water, basically. Um, In 2010, he registered a patent in the Dominican Republic and six other countries to the polarization process that was supposed to improve the delivery of the pesticide minerals. No, I said pesticide. Look what's in my head now. I've ruined oh. this. It's peptide minerals. <laughs> I know. Oh, boy. Same thing. Oh, boy. Same thing. So in the U.S., it's only sold as a dietary supplement. So no, thanks. Oh. I'll keep my fat. Thank you very much. I don't, yeah, I don't I, mind of fat. I'm a little worried about your use of only there.
0: Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, dietary supplements are what separate man from the animals.
1: That's, that's correct, That's actually. pretty
0: much the only difference. <laughs>
1: So, it's apparently now used in 40 countries, according to the website, and claims. Uh, so, the claims from the Meadowlife website state that Escozine works as a sodium, potassium, and chloride ionic channel inhibitor. Sure. The patented polarized technology ensures binding by increasing the positive charges and a chlorotoxin up to five times, which is why it transfers as a smart missile. I guess the cousin of smart bombs, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. And target. <laughs> And targets only abnormal cells in the way, leaving healthy cells unharmed. So I don't know what any of that means, personally. Yeah, I know a, a, what a little bit of that means. And so
0: it increases the positive charge. Mm. So I guess the abnormal cancer cells have to be negatively charged. Yeah. That's why they would be, that's right? right? Yeah. I mean, because that's why they're that's attracted true. to them. So literally cancer is just a, ba- a case of the bad vibes, basically. <laughs> Dude, yep. you got to bring that negative energy out of here, man. Like that's <laughs> what cancer is. Yeah.
1: It's negative energy. That's exactly correct. Uh, the website states that the serum is odorless and colorless, and should be administered orally. Hmm. Though again, I think I prefer the natural, organic way to just being directly stung by a scorpion itself. Let's just do that.
0: Yeah, I like out naturaling the natural <laughs> cure. That's you gotta. You yeah. always gotta one up it. <laughs> what I like about this is that. It says nothing about taking it. It just talks about administering it. But honestly, like administering it to someone else is probably just as effective as curing your own cancer. Um, Because this way you can actually get the cash to actually get chemotherapy and radiation, which could (laughs) actually help.
1: That's that's brilliant. It's kind of a roundabout way. Um, But
0: it is very effective.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of someone selling fake cancer cures to make enough money to cure his own cancer by conventional medical means. <laughs> that that should be a movie. <laughs> we got to pitch that. Yep, write it. It also says that you can use this in the convenience of your own home. So for those living in the Caribbean, can they just lay around outside if they have cancer and just get stung directly? Who wants all these additives in their scorpion venom serum, right? But you're that's forgetting gross. the patented polarization process. <laughs> you know. <laughs> If you
0: just go to the Caribbean and get stung by these scorpions, you're turning your smart missile into a dumb bomb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's sad these days that we can't just have uh, conversations about the Caribbean scorpion venom as a cancer cure without polarization.
0: No, it's It's, it's the synthetic
1: industry is taking it over, selling it out. It's terrible. So apparently, according to the site, one bottle will last approximately 30 days. So the website gives some specifics here. Here they are. Here's some specs. Please write these down, everyone. There will be a test. Here we go. Yep. Organoleptic specifications, appearance, liquid, 120 milligrams. That's not milligrams, that's milliliters, but whatever. Color, clear, transparent. Odor, none. Flavor, none. There's no flavor? They, I mean, they really know, missed an opportunity up. here. They can make it blue scorpion flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Taste the sting. <laughs> it's basically Baja Blast Mountain Dew, really. So effectiveness, zero. But I added that part, so... No, it might it might even be negative, yes. You know, if you're not if you can't afford the chemotherapy after you know, an all expenses not paid trip to the Caribbean to get stung by these scorpions. <laughs> so true. So shockingly, there is zero evidence that Escozine can help at all in any of the ways in which it claims to help cancer victims.
0: Ah, shocks.
1: I know, what a shock, right? <sighs> so I have a suggestion though. Let's just try going straight to the source and letting these little Caribbean crews scorpions sting patients directly. We can pull them off their little holidays, throw them in a giant jar so they can just sting until their little tiny heart's content, you know? Let's do it. I'm really pro-direct sting, clearly. Yeah, you're really into that. <laughs> I just keep wanting to hammer that home. I imagine When I imagine a scorpion stinging
0: me in this kind of fancy way, mm-hmm. it's like they have those foot bath things where the foot bath with the water and it's got those fish (laughs) that like eat your feet and eat the dead skin off your feet. (laughs) I imagine that, but instead they're filled with
1: scorpions. (laughs) It is horrible. It reminds me when I was a child, dude, I was like seriously obsessed with caterpillars. So my friend, like he had a farm. So we went there and we found tons of caterpillars crawling on the side of this like grain bin. Like, I mean, just like hundreds, like crawling up there, all different colors. So we took them home and I put them in a Mason jar and like it was seriously grotesque. Like they kind of were too full. It was, I, you know, my parents were like, okay, you got to get, 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 rid of these things. Yeah, so let's, I, yeah. I, I was like, okay, mom, seriously? Like they can barely move. I guess you're right. So I took them to the nearest field. It was like a soccer field somewhere. Like we live near kind of like these uh, open fields wherever people play soccer. So I opened up the lid and I smacked, and they came out like a chunk. It was like a chunk <laughs> of one <laughs> caterpillar. It was like a solid chunk, and then some pee, which was gross. Uh, but then you know some they dispersed. Pee. Yeah, a little pee came out. They pee. I guess uh I mean obviously they pee, but there was a little liquid in there. That was very gross. Okay. Yellow liquid. So when it dispersed, then they just dispersed and that was like a, you know, beautiful sight obviously and very strange. I'm sure people are like what the fuck. But um, how, how do you yeah, know so, it's horrible? How do you know it was pee and not I don't just know. what else could I guess it could have been just the liquid from the water I'd slightly pour into <laughs> give them some drinks. I don't know. Yeah, I should, you just yeah I have you sauteed that.
0: those caterpillars out in the heat. In that poor jar. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really disgusting. I don't <laughs> like caterpillars at all, so this really horrified <laughs> me. And when I lived in in Vegas, yeah. my my mom's cats would <sighs> drag caterpillars into the house mm. and terrify me. Jesus. There was one time I was leaving, I would leave through the garage, and I walked into the kitchen, and there was just a big one, big juicy <laughs> caterpillar, and I. And I, I remember I called my parents. I was like 16. I was yeah. like basically almost an adult, and just like there's a caterpillar here, and they're like, just walk around it. And I'm just there for 10 <laughs> minutes, and they're, they right. don't hear the door open. They're like, are you still down there? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but there's a caterpillar. Hello.
1: Yeah, oh, dude. I don't. My dad it? had to
0: come down and and take care of it. I couldn't deal
1: with it. I, seriously though, like Midwest caterpillars, they were like the furry kind of cute ones. They were like kind of furry. And, like, they had, like, literally they were, like, like kind of different colors and spotted, but they had, like, almost, like, yeah, it was, like, fur. Did they, did the ones, those was, like, green and, like, just furless? Kind yeah, of, the ones kind
0: of cool. I remember
1: were it furless. A it was just yeah. a green,
0: furless, gross, <laughs> disgusting abomination of of God's creation. Like, that's okay. all it was.
1: I have to tell you one more story, and this is totally off topic, but we're on, you know, we're on the bug thing. So, you, do you know what a tarantula hawk is? Have you seen these or heard of these things? No. They're like it hornets. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, they're like hornets, but they have like one. Of, they have like the second most powerful like sting, like painful sting that there is Ooh. out there. Um, they yeah, we saw one like me and me and uh, my girlfriend saw one walking near our house. Like it was like oh god, like we avoided it because they will like be very aggressive if you get near them. Um, but anyway, I was reading, and they're hornets? dude, dude, yeah, they're like I think a they're hornets. Guy? Yeah. So okay. there's oh, I was like, okay, what's got to be the most painful sting? Like bullet ants. That is the number one. It's like in Central South America. And, dude, I was reading about these fuckers online. Like, the reason it's called a bull dance is because it literally feels like you've been shot by a bullet.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've I've even, heard, yeah, I've heard about it's those.
1: Fuck that. Really on yeah, the nose like, with the dude, name. Dude, seriously, yeah, it's insane. In, in Brazil, I guess in a tribe, there's like an initiation ritual to become a warrior that requires, like, young men to literally wear a glove full oh, of bullet oh, ants. Like, I know oh exactly God. what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly
0: yeah. what you're talking about.
1: Dude, I it, think like, it looks like an oven mitt. It's like, they sedate the ants. Like, you know, they get them all, like, whatever. And they put them in there, like, stingers facing inward. And then it's, like, they put it on. It's, like, five fucking minutes. And it's just paralyzing them. There was um, a, friend, a
0: friend of ours showed us a video of... There were... I, I can't remember their names. There were these two guys who... They host, like, a comedy show. And they do... Yeah. They go around the world doing goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. And they do this ritual. <sighs> uh, the one guy does the ritual... And it quickly is not funny anymore. Uh, He was just screaming, and you can see the other host for a minute is trying to be like, "Hey, uh, wacky, goofy, fun," Uh, but it's not. (laughs) The guy is screaming, and they bring him to the hospital, and he's just delirious. Um, Yeah, dude, that's insane.
1: I can't imagine the pain. I'll, I'll
0: have to. I'll have to see if I can if I can remember it and. And share it with so everybody. So it's just like, I, basically I just
1: like getting gunshot, like wounds to your hands, over and over and over again. Like if it's bullets, like hitting you, it's like, ah, Horrible. Human beings are real creative. Really We smart. get real
0: creative <laughs>
1: <We gotta do laughs> with how we
0: live our lives.
1: Yeah, I mean, we thought the book of Revelations actually sounds bad, but, um... It's mild. Know, it might be worse. <laughs> it might mild. be worse. Gloves of scorpion, or uh, ants, might be worse. Bullet ants. Oh, lord.
0: Anyway, where All were we right, at? back so, yeah, to the Back scorpions. to the real world.
1: Dear God. Um... So, the silver lining here is that at least Meadowlife suggests that those who take Escazine don't stop the standard treatments by a licensed physician, so that's nice, right? Um, I don't know how nice it is. It's not <laughs> a great, great sign of confidence <laughs> in your treatment. When you say, by the way, all that other
0: stuff that, you know, the yeah, big pharma is trying to sell you and those sellout doctors, you should still totally do that, but it's not it's not real. It's not going to help. Obviously, the Blue Scorpions, that's the way it goes. Yep. But just, you know, just in case. When I when I when you told me this, I imagine, yeah. you know, hey Brent, I want to cook you a dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I think you deserve that. You've been working hard. <laughs> but just in case you should bring some McDonald's, you know, right. just in case the dinner <laughs> um if I tell you that you're probably going to be eating the McDonald's, that's yeah. probably going to be the more effective
1: cure for your hunger. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, McDonald's, dude. That's like the forty fifth president's favorite dish.
0: Mm. Oh, that's true. Sorry to make getting this.
1: political, getting yep. a show. little political like on this guy. Yeah. Huh? All right. So according to the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center website under the heading "Purported Uses Cancer Treatment," it says no scientific evidence supports this use. The scientific papers published online about scorpion venom products have not been properly evaluated by the scientific community. And scientific is in quotes, by the way. Yeah. Which Science. I. Scientific, I know it's like I should have probably pointed that out. Scientific papers and quotes. There should so probably my... be quotes just at the beginning and end of this episode. It's all a big, <laughs> it's all a big scare quote. So my personal advice is: don't use scorpion venom for anything except maybe for prepping for the end times, right? So you may want to harvest scorpion venom to dip your spear tips into to fights against the various beasts that was showing up as we discussed in our first two podcasts, right? So. No, I don't know how effective Caribbean scorpion venom will be against the locust scorpion horses in the book of Revelations. Just trying to, you know,
0: tie yep, so the maybe episodes together. If you're in that situation, um. you can pretend that the the scorpion venom is from the locust scorpion horses. That's true. And so you could say, you know, stand back or you'll be in pain for five months and you'll want to die, <laughs> but you can't. Yeah. Um, So that was my original thought. But then again, like the people at the end times are super skeptical. So (laughs) they are probably not going to fall for that. They see, they know what's going on. Uh, That's a solid point. So our next cancer cure, it goes by many names. Its original name was Entelev. um, And that's the name I'm going to be referring to it for the most part, because that was the original name um, before all the sellout names came. Yeah, no kidding. So it's also been known as protocell Sheridan's formula Jim's Juice, Crocinic Acid, JS114, JS101, 126F, and Cancel. According to one of the many companies who sold this over the the decades, medical research products um, at the time called Cantron, Cantron it is an amazing bioelectrical wellness formulation. It provides astonishing health benefits like no other substance on Earth. It is the world's most potent antioxidant and scavenger of abnormal proteins which accumulate in the blood, tissues, organs, and joints. Cantron is known to dramatically aid the body's own natural defenses. Since 1984, it has received rave reviews from those who have taken it. One customer summed it up perfectly on an internet chat site when she emphatically stated, How blessed we are to know about Cantron. So from this little blurb on a website, there's a lot to go through. First of all, internet chat site. Uh, God, we are old.
1: AOL disk days. Oh, Lord.
0: (laughs) Got to having to pick which number to use. I don't even remember why we had to do that. I, I just randomly picked a number. They never explained. No. Anyway, for the kids back in the day, going on the internet was like calling somebody. Oh, God. Yeah. Also, uh, bioelectrical wellness formulation. Um, I don't think I can add anything really to that (laughs) phrase. I don't. I'm just going to. Perfect. I'm just going to display it and the the listeners can make of it what they will. I also found it really interesting that this description doesn't actually say uh, Cantron, as they call it, Enteleb, actually cures anything, which is a really beautiful (laughs) escape hatch. Um, It improves natural defenses, rave reviews. Does it cure anything? Eh, that's not really the point. <laughs> and then also, I really like the idea of relying on rave reviews to promote <laughs> a product. You know, does ke- I wonder if chemotherapy has a Yelp page? Oh <laughs> uh, god, good question. You know, maybe that's because I I I wonder about ways of tackling these kind of scam artists, and maybe that's maybe that's the trick. Maybe you know, <laughs> maybe oncologists <it> <laughs> they need to open yeah. up Yelp pages for, you know. <laughs> Chemotherapy and radiation. So as some of the names might have suggested, this was invented by James V. Sheridan, a biochemist with Dow Chemical in 1936. You heard that right. This alternative cancer cure was invented by a guy working in the synthetic chemical industry.
1: Hey, I have a guy working on the inside currently at Dow Chemical on this one, so I'll get back with you. You know who you are. Oh, man. From the inside.
0: (laughs) So we have all these fancy names, but let's look at Entelev, which was the name that James Sheridan originally gave his formulation. How did he come up with this mm-hmm. name? It sounds kind of cool. You know, we want to know the creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, it came to him in a dream, oh. inspired by God. Ah, so you know it's real. Yeah, exactly. As we've <laughs> learned about the end times, you know, he got yep. a vision. Um, I don't think he was at Patmos. He was actually in Detroit. Go Detroit. And it's he combined the words entelechy, uh, which roughly is kind of the Elan Vital or vital force That's supposed to kind of drive all of life, um, which we don't believe in anymore because it doesn't exist. And (laughs) EV, which stood for electrovalent. Oh. All right, so what's in this stuff? Um, The FDA has actually analyzed some samples of Entelev and they said it contains inocetyl, nitric acid, sodium sulfite, potassium hydroxide, sulfuric acid, and catechol.
1: So basically it's just a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos then.
0: Yeah, it's about, I think, (laughs) I think it's just grounded up uh, Cool Ranch Doritos, uh, which is that's actually going to come up a little bit later. Nice. One thing it doesn't contain, which it was claimed to contain, was crocinic acid. Um, (laughs) And they didn't, they actually didn't put crocinic acid into it because um, it it doesn't exist. So there's no such thing. (laughs) That's That's tough. But I understand why they wanted to go that route. If you're going to have a cancer cure with non-existent effects, it might as well have non-existent ingredients as well. And, I like that, yeah. It's a good theme. <laughs> it's a good theme here. So we get this FDA analysis. Not really impressive ingredients, but the makers of Entelev argue that this FDA analysis is faulty because Entelev can't be analyzed at all. Oh, how convenient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're, it's not, this isn't just an escape hatch. They're not just, oh, okay. you know, being BS artists. Um, the problem is that Entelev varies with atmospheric vibrations, oh. and it keeps changing its energy. Goddamn shifty energy shifters. I know, I God's know, like, but that's how it works. <laughs> oh, God. That's the magic. That's good. Yep. This it's is good. also probably why um, the people who produce Entelev say you can't put it near electrical outlets. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I don't I'm know pe- who's keeping their medicine by electrical outlets anyway. I mean, I don't, I put mine in the medicine cabinet. Yeah. I'm not just storing it
1: by my surge protector. Yep. I'm picking up atmospheric vibrations. She's giving me excitations. Nope. It's not. I can't. That did not go over well. No. Let me do my best uh, Beach Boys. Nope. Fail. Right on my face. Dude, I just realized that I was literally singing a totally different vibration song. I know. I got confused. I was like, wait a minute.
0: Oh, shit. Good vibration.
1: I knew I was going to do that, too, when I wrote that. I was like, I'm going to fuck this up. And I did exactly what I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the He's picking up good vibrations. That's what it's supposed to be. Tell yeah. Us. Jeez. Mm, bop, bop. Right. I'm picking up atmospheric vibrations. She's giving me excitations. Oh. Okay, sorry. Don't, that, don't okay. do that to my poor Brian Wilson. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be
0: associated with these products. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's my funny, bad. though, that sorry, you, you sing that beautiful song <laughs> because... Me and my fiance were actually going to go see Brian Wilson in May ah. in Windsor. And nice. you know what people who had cancer did in Windsor? They came to Detroit to get some Entelev.
1: <laughs> Pick me up, get their atmospheric
0: there. vibrations all figured <laughs> oh, out. Horrible. So, Entelev, it's got these fancy, unanalyzable ingredients. It's got to be made in a super secret factory, right?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: The guy who made it, you know, he's a guy biochemist did. from Dow Jones. Yep. He's working in a factory. He knows his stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, not exactly. It's a little more, it's a little homier than that. There was an FDA inspection in the 80s on Sheridan's house and he was performing pH testing uh, while making uh, antilev, and he was doing it in his kitchen while his wife was cooking chicken for dinner. (laughs) See, it's safe. (laughs) Bon appétit. Yeah. And this wasn't a one-off thing. There was another guy in the 80s, Edward J. Soapkak, who he sold Entelev in the 80s as well. At this mm-hmm. time, it was called Cancel. And he also manufactured the product in his kitchen too, because the kitchen truly is nature's medicine cabinet.
1: I agree. I always keep my fresh fruits and vegetables in my bathroom medicine cabinet, just to confuse my girlfriend. Uh, I bet what, she's, what? Con- she's confused for from, from more reason than one, I think, <laughs> at that point. Yeah, my cured acne from, Phoenix, uh, from the Phoenix things. Will yeah, you got to
0: grind up the Phoenix. Well, <laughs> well we can't say that. So what are that. you doing?
1: We can't say yeah. that. You're going to get the FDA called on us. True. Here's the next one. Shark cartilage. Ooh... Getting back to animals. Yes. Even though we're a few months shy of shark week, let's take the dive into shark cartilage as a goofy as fuck cure for cancer as well as arthritis. So this is exactly what it sounds like. This goofy cancer cure, in quotes, is cartilage taken from actual sharks. Excuse me, sir. I'll take that fin of yours. Thank you. That's assumingly how they took it.
0: Yeah, I assume it's because it reminded me of the whole shark fin soup. Mm. controversy that i feel like that i imagine that's been a controversy for a while but i feel like that yeah. kind of picked up a few years ago yeah and right. i remember because the main problem seemed to be that they were literally just catching a shark ripping off its fin and throwing it back in the water <laughs> Jesus Christ. which bunch of dickheads i mean that's dickhead yeah, maneuver This
1: just fucking rude
0: and when i yeah. imagined what shark fin soup looked like after hearing those descriptions i just imagined <laughs> a bowl of broth with just a big old shark fin in it <laughs> I don't know if that's how it's prepared. (laughs) I don't know either. But that's what I imagine. And that's also how I imagine the shark cartilage medicine works. Yeah. Give you shark fin soup.
1: I wonder how shark fin soup tastes. It's like, have you ever had it? I'm assuming you haven't. No, no. I've never had shark in any form. It's like having like monkey elbow soup. Is there much flavor there? It's pretty gross. Monkey elbow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Too much creaking. Uh, Yep.
1: So here we are. So there are no scientific studies that show its success, but that doesn't stop quackery from moving on in this one. The double-blind studies conducted have shown to be completely ineffective. Surprise, surprise. Mm. The name of the investigational drug derived from the shark cartilage is called neovastate, assuming it's preferable to the old vastate cure.
0: I have a feeling the new Vastate is the same as the old vastate, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's
1: probably just a wash. Um, so shark cartilage peaked scientific interest due to the presence of a protein in the cartilage that had possible effects in preventing angiogenesis. Is that how you say that? I think development, so. Yeah, I think it's development of new blood vessels from existing ones. That's what that means. It was thought that this could theoretically halt the growth of cancerous tumors. However, the results of these studies were inconclusive and still are under testing. It does seem
0: effective, at least, in preventing new blood vessels from forming in the brains of these researchers, at
1: least. Oh, classic researcher um,
0: jeb. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, I think, so it might be working, they might be onto something.
1: Yeah. So of course you would not be a good quack, Cure Salesman, if you didn't pounce on the opportunity to make money off of people's pain and hardship. So alternative health writers had a field day in the 90s over this. William Lane's book, Sharks Don't Get Cancer, was a bestseller when it was released in 1992. So you always know it's a good book if the title alone is immediately factually incorrect.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I bought the book, The South Was Right. (laughs) Um, that's a real book and the exclamation point is in the title
1: nice the follow book is the south was alt right (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh, I added that (laughs) sharks actually do get cancer man I know it's too bad scientists have actually known this for 150 years now in fact marine biologists have actually found a foot foot by foot tumor protruding out of a great white shark that is tumors, too big that's, that's too, too big of a tumor yeah poor guy <sighs> tumors have been found in 23 different species of sharks in an article i found this quote by david Schiffman, who is a doctoral student at the university of miami and a shark researcher sharks get cancer even if they did get cancer eating shark products wouldn't cure cancer more than me eating michael jordan would make me a better at basketball you know i don't think he's right i
0: mean you are what you eat dude and so you eat the shark, it prevents cancer because it turns you into a shark. Oh, right. You know, cost-benefit analysis sometimes requires the hard decisions.
1: Do you want to be alive exactly. or yes. do you want to be a shark? So that quote was from an article written in 2013. So I did a little research on David Schiffman, and here's where he's at now. I'm sad to report he is an open cannibal, but happy to Ooh. report that he's one of the starting five the New York Knicks. Little known fact.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, again, yeah. cost-benefit analysis sometimes. <laughs> You gotta eat the famous ones.
1: Speaking of knowing a book is full of shit by the title alone, this does remind me of the book that came out a few years ago after Christopher Hitchens died with the title The Faith of Christopher Hitchens by this random evangelical guy, Larry Totten. I am pretty sure this lifelong atheist, or rather anti-theist, didn't have faith of any kind that Mr. Totten was suggesting entitled. So I'll just assume, too, that the author of Sharks Don't Get Cancer is actually William Lane Craig before his Christian apologetics career. And it's by the shark's nature. We know he is intrinsically cancer-free. Yeah,
0: but that there wouldn't be a totally unprecedented career transition. That's true. So I know Michael Savage, for example, the the nutty uh, right-wing yeah. radio host. Horrible man. He started yes. out peddling uh, or hawking herbs. He was like an herbalist.
1: <laughs> Dude, from he peddling... A, go ahead, he sir. has a
0: PhD in ethnomedicine from University of Berkeley. That's,
1: that's crazy. So from peddling herbs to peddling fascism, that is a nice transition.
0: I think so. I, is that book by Christopher Hitchens, is the guy saying that he's like a Christian or something? Like what's well, the
1: guy's point? Yeah, the, no, the book is saying that he's like signaling it like at the end and his last days and all this stuff. Just basically like another kind of asshole move from these people that do stuff like this, you know? Just like oh, another, like a
0: no atheists and foxholes. Yeah, happen.
1: it's just like, oh, you're dying and then they're going to be around him and then they're going to lie about it. And probably, and I can guarantee you that's not the case. He's probably just really nice to him because Hitchens is probably like a nice guy. He did that whole Douglas Wilson tour what? thing. Whatever. A hypocrite
0: being nice,
1: <laughs> motherfucker. God. So anyway, back to the story.
0: Back to the real stuff.
1: Yes. The shark. Back part. to the real things that matter. Shark cartilage. Also, this particular quack potion is potentially dangerous. Evidently, shark cartilage has been known to cause inflammation. So chronic inflammation is known to actually cause cancer. So that's great. William Lang suggested doing shark cartilage enemas. Oh God. <laughs> So I that's horrible. Well, I that suppose that theme. gives a whole dude, that's fucking
0: horrible. Let's just be honest. It's it's going to be a theme. The enema is a theme <laughs> in the, the following episodes.
1: <laughs> well, I suppose it gives a whole new meaning to that old time phrase. Bite that ass. Wait, that is a saying. Is it, is it a saying? No,
0: no, <laughs> oh, no one has ever said that.
1: Um, Good point. You know, I, I but
0: a lot, you know, in all seriousness, a lot of people think there's something magical about the butt. That <laughs> you put stuff up the butt, uh, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah. Then again, you know, I don't know if you knew this. They actually used to do coffee enemas uh. to cure shock in the Vietnam War. That's crazy. Um, so, you know, That's what do I weird. know? Maybe it is magic. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess at least this asshole didn't try to peddle shark teeth as a cure for cancer, since shark tooth enemas <sighs> sounds infinitely worse. <laughs> oh, you got to <laughs> grind too. it into a powder. That's right.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: So the fact is, no matter how you take shark cartilage, or in whatever form you take it, it cannot be absorbed in the bloodstream. So it's essentially useless. Essentially. <sighs> essentially. What is it with these terrifying animals being the cure of cancer in humans? First it's scorpions, now it's sharks. I guess if you want to get tough on cancer, you got to find the meanest motherfucking animal on Earth, then harness their scariness,
0: I guess? So I this know. is... You're right. We need to... <laughs> Start selling a cancer treatment called Infurium. <laughs> then we'll retire to the Caribbean while being yes. bitten by scorpions and eating shark fin soup.
1: That ah, should be life. our retirement plan. That is the life, dude. <laughs> common really do make great livings. Lots of perks.
0: They do, and they often move out of the country for some reason. Yes, that strange. seems to be a common career trajectory <laughs> for a think. lot of these. That's going to uh, come yeah, up in yeah. our uh, fraud and legal trouble episode. Oh, nice. Uh, down yeah. the line, they love going cool. to Mexico.
1: <laughs> so besides being a complete waste of money at best, harmful and cancer-causing, at worst, taking shark cartilage also threatens the shark species by contributing to overfishing in some areas. According to a March 2013 study, humans kill about 100 million sharks per year. No, According to the International Union of Conservation of Nature, one in six known species of sharks are threatened with extinction. To be fair, it's not all... For sc, it's also for shark fin soup, which isn't nearly as good as dolphin blowhole soup. See, I knew shark that. fin soup was going to be relevant. <laughs> I knew I didn't just throw that in there for no
0: reason. Yes, that's building so a whole. I'm episode. glad I'm bringing material yes. to the podcast. I feel better about myself for it.
1: Yeah. Well, here's Dylan. Here's the real philosophical question with dolphin blowhole soup, though: is which part of the blowhole is featured in the soup? Is it the portion surrounding the hole? And the hole? Or is it just the hole itself? And are holes even real?
0: Now you're thinking like a metaphysician.
1: Ah, Gilbert Ryle would smack me.
0: I mean, honestly, who cares what Gilbert Ryle would do? He was wrong.
1: He was wrong. Yes. We
0: have a certain friend who will be mad when I say that, but I don't care. (laughs) I'm taking a stand. (laughs) So our next foray into doing nothing for cancer is the Livingston-Wheeler Regiment. It's named for Dr. Virginia Livingston and her husband, Owen Webster-Wheeler, who was, quote-unquote, cured by her treatments of head and neck cancer, huh. which I, is the weirdest way of describing, <laughs> usually, you know, cancer of the stomach or cancer of the liver, pancreas. But head mm. and neck cancer, it sounds like there was a book, there was one of George Carlin's books. Uh, I don't okay. even remember the context, but he talked about cancer of the fist, oh, which what this, what this sounds like. Uh, or oh, like, my God. Cancer of, like, the hand signal for a peace sign. You know, like, this is a very, just, it's a very strange way of describing cancers. Yeah. While Livingston was researching scleroderma, she claimed to find an acid-fast organism, later named Progenitor Cryptocities. Yeah. This name is Latin for Ancestral Hidden Killer, which is pretty darn
1: cool. That is badass. Yeah.
0: This kind of became her hammer, so to speak, and all the other diseases she looked at became nails. She blamed this organism not only for scleroderma, but Wilson's disease, myocardial vascular disease, and, in what we're discussing today, cancer. So not only does it cause all these diseases, this thing is old, um, and she claimed it was precambrian, which I thought it was 485 million years ago, but I think you told me I was badass, wrong about that.
1: Though. Yeah, it's technically. Well, I was looking when I was reading these, going through the notes here. It says technically the Precambrian cutoff is 540 Ma. So technically, if this little fiddle is like 485 Ma, it's at the boundary between the Cambrian and Ordovician, Ordovician and the Paleozoic era. So I I only know this for certain because I literally I'm like looking right now at this GSA geological timescale hanging on my wall. It's a poster I got, which is very nerdy of me. Um, but it's a little side fun fact. Shame,
0: Shame. I know. Shame. Um,
1: did you know the Precambrian accounts for eighty-eight percent of all of geologic time on Earth? That's pretty interesting, isn't it? I did. It is interesting. I did. That's crazy. Eighty-eight percent. It's always hard for me to keep track
0: of all the Cambrians and the I know and the Triassics. God, give it a real name. Six thousand years. First, second, third. (laughs) (laughs) Livingston also claimed that this. Bacteria was endogenous to life itself. Mm. And I googled what endogenous means. Um, and I'm not a biologist, so I don't really know. But endogenous to life itself, I have no idea what that could mean. I don't know what so, you yeah. meant by
1: that. Uh, it's a top shelf gibberish. Goes well with a nice word salad.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's old. It's a big deal. Yeah. The basic idea is that all humans, and probably all life, don't you know, has these little <laughs> baddies in them and when our immune system is weakened they go to work causing cancer the bastards
1: oh dude this is why we need a shrink ray gun so we can shrink a tiny ship of doctors down so they can be injected into the body through a syringe and kill these little fuckers It's yeah. like the 1960s film fantastic voyage have you seen that
0: no i haven't
1: dude it's i feel like i've it's... seen
0: one of i mean there's been a bunch of movies where people shrink down is... and go inside a body
1: right yeah it's, i feel like this I've one's seen at least like one one horrible of horrible of course graphics of <laughs> the 60s but yeah, they shrink down, they go inside, it's like they're microscopic size, they're, ingest, they're injected into a patient that needs special medical operations, brains, so they float around, that's like blood cells and blood vessels and neurons, and through the lungs and brain, like he gets this guy, gets like thrown out into the lungs, he's like, ah, like flying around, uh, it's very no. strange. I <laughs> know. So they go to the stomach and swim through a partially digested shark fin, ah, I'm just kidding, not that part. No cancer. No. In those shark fins, by that's the way. That's right. So they should make do they should make a movie where a tiny ship piloted by a doctor is injected into a body, but the twist is that the doctor that was shrunken down was first injected by another tiny ship of another doctor <laughs> ad infinitum. I said that wrong. Ad infinitum. <laughs> 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 I, oh, I think it's ad infinitum? It ad? Yes, that's the way I was trying to say. It. Ad okay. infinitum. Yeah, so it's just ships all the way down. Well just yeah, just ships. So if this
0: disease causes cancer or if this bacteria causes cancer when our immune system is weakened that means we need to strengthen it right that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense so how do we do it so the first step is a vaccine um mm-hmm. and it's made from the patient's urine um <laughs> you know it's it's a good start i like being yep. self-reliant so yeah. you know i who like does... knowing i can cure myself
1: yeah who doesn't like a nice couple urine Ugh. Subtle with a hint of asparagus. Oh uh, God! Ugh. <laughs> this is gross.
0: <laughs> I should only have to think about that when I've eaten asparagus. Yeah. I should if I'm gonna get that bad smell in my head, I should at least <laughs> have the tastiness of
1: asparagus <laughs> to go along with That's it. That's exactly right.
0: We also need detoxification with you guessed it enemas. <clears throat> um, you know I thought. You know, letting stuff leave your ass would be the way to get rid of toxins, <laughs> but apparently it's the other way around. You gotta, you gotta put something up the butt, and then uh. it comes out some other way. I don't, I don't know because that's your not, mouth. Oh god, god your you pores, cool. you sweat it out. <laughs> like it's got nowhere else to go. Huh. You also need some digestive enzymes. And a vegetarian diet that avoids chicken, eggs, and sugar. Ah. So a couple things about this diet. Um, It turns out chickens, um, Livingston thought, contained a lot of this bacteria, which is in particular why you shouldn't eat them. Oh. But also you should avoid chickens because um, if you're eating a vegetarian diet, uh, chickens are animals, so you're not going to eat them anyway. I don't know why (laughs) like you need to eat a vegetarian diet and also no chicken. Like It doesn't.
1: That's what the deep stink wants you to think, though, Don't. Come on. Oh, it's oh, the it's layers a deep and layers stake.
0: and layers. It's so many layers. But then again, so some people ships. do. So, like this is a weird thing because some people say, "Oh, I'm a vegetarian, but I eat chicken." <laughs> it's like, well, then you're not
1: what a vegetarian.
0: Yeah. Like it's fine, no. like you know, but
1: right, that's yeah. you're incorrect. Yeah,
0: people think chickens don't count, and I think they do. <laughs> and chickens are so evil, you can't even eat them before they're born. So no eggs
1: to tonight on sixty minutes. Eggs are they a good source of protein or the very seeds of evil? Seeds
0: of evil. That's my vote It's on seeds. <laughs> we got urine made out of your pee. Yes. We got animas. Mm-hmm. We've got absolutely no chickens. Yep. We're we're being asked to make a lot of sacrifices to cure <laughs> our cancer, but does it work? Uh, no. What? No. It, it 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 doesn't work. Um, right. There was a 1991 study of late-stage cancer patients with very bad prognoses. And they were just as likely to die under conventional, i.e. not dumb treatments, as the Livingston-Wheeler therapy. Um, And to be clear, like, these were people who were, like, very unfortunate Mm. cases. They were very further along in their cancer. Um, But there was an interesting, like, to me, there was an interesting twist to this was that not only were they equally as effective, i.e. equally not effective, but the Livingston Wheeler group, they had a significantly lowered quality of life Hmm. than those who had the conventional treatment, which, of course, the conventional group had a better quality of life. They could eat fried chicken all day long, and no one was going to try to play with their assholes or try to get their urine to travel in reverse. Ah, the good life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and that killer microbe with the really cool name that's super old. Um, it turns out to be a simple common skin bacterium.
1: Oh. Yeah, oops. You know, we all <laughs> we all make mistakes. That deflates my entire technical talk about specific time frames, and geologic scales. So anyway, oh, this little guy doesn't even exist. Poor thing. Yeah, I actually want
0: to, this wants to get me into technical talk about <laughs> does it exist, but it's yeah. actually the, the skin bacteria. So like, you know, like, you know, witches don't exist. Yeah. But like stars, for example, like we used to have radically different ideas about what stars were. Right, But we don't say, well, stars don't exist because we had a bad theory of them. There's all sorts of fun things. But um, this is not a philosophy of science podcast. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) keep bringing it up. (laughs) We have to talk about Christmas now. So let's get on with it.
1: Next up, Iskador mistletoe extract. So Iskador is one goofy cure for cancer. It derives from extracts of European mistletoe. The scientific name is Viscum album. But which Viscum album, right? I mean, I prefer Viscum's Greatest Hits CD, personally.
0: I think it's Viscum 3, The Viscuming. I think that's the <laughs> album
1: that Mistletoe is associated with. Yes. So Rudolf Steiner, an Austrian spiritual leader, invented this potion. Yeah, I'm going to call it a potion. Yeah, so he I think yeah. Might, You know, let's just do it. I like tincture. Um, yeah, so, I like tincture, too. I was like, I enjoyed that, seeing that. But potion's that. really good, too. Yeah, potion tincture. He did so as part of Anthropothopathy. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep that and keep going. and <laughs> like, Anthroposophy. You know if it's like... You know it's going to be... It's like the words are even beautiful. Beautiful, tremendous words. All right. Beautiful. Let me start over. What he called a, quote, philosophy that attempted to bridge the gap between science, art, and religion. He succeeded, obviously, because the world is at complete peace right Yeah.
0: Now. So, one, can people stop just calling any goofy ideas they pull out of their ass philosophy? I would really... Yep. That's our, our PR is bad enough. We mm-hmm. don't need we don't need this clogging up the discussion. And also, I mean, you know, there's lots of hard problems, you know, what yeah. is knowledge, you know, what is morality? Like me like you know, maybe the bridging the gap whatever that means between science, art and religion. That's a pretty big project. Like let's yeah. let's scale it down. Like maybe later on we can tackle the big stuff, but I just did It just, it brings a tear to my eye.
1: Right. It really does. So it is the subject of continuing research because apparently it kills cancer cells in vitro and stimulates immune system cells. In alternative medicine, this is a, it's as good as settled science though. So, but of course it's not. No, I think this kind of explains though why we kiss under the mistletoe.
0: It was the (laughs) only place that your immune system was strong enough that if you kiss someone, you wouldn't get mono. (laughs)
1: that's you know? uh, true. It was the yeah. safe
0: sex of their day.
1: Right. Under the mistletoe. <laughs> and this explains why it works. According to Cancer.org, the three components responsible for these effects are viscotoxins, which are small proteins which display cell-killing activity with possible immune system stimulation activity, lectins, complex molecules which are composed of both carbohydrates and proteins that have the ability to bind to the outside of cells, and lastly, polysaccharides which are carbohydrates with sugar molecules bonded together. So I'll assume added for sweetness.
0: Yeah, you know, you gotta yeah, to yeah, yada, 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 yada
1: yada. make sugar to make right.
0: the... I don't even know how
1: the medicine go down. I think that's the thing that's literally... That's, <laughs> that's literally that's Mary Poppins. You just went Mary Poppins. Oh, is that Mary? Um, I've never seen I Mary think Poppins. So. You should watch it today. Is it good? That and Fantastic Planet. No, it's not that good, actually. But oh, Fantastic really? Planet's fun. Since mistletoe may have the ability to stimulate the immune system, it has been classified as a type of... Biological response modifier. So, couldn't that also describe scented baby diapers or poo paree toilet spray? That's a real company. I'm not kidding. I went to the website and I wanted to join their mailing list. Obviously, it says rather than you know join the normal thing. It says, says "quote join the party." So
0: oh, get I get it? it. I'm like, oh, that's clever. Yeah, but it's only clever like if you have a certain accent. Because isn't the <laughs> isn't that the commercial with the woman who's British? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Because, yeah, it only works if you're British. Because, you know, join the potty. Like, you know, like (laughs) it sounds the same. But, you know, if I say, hi, um, join the potty, people (laughs) just think I've lost my mind. It doesn't really work. (laughs) You've got to have an accent for that to be clever.
1: Yep. So surprisingly, it may possibly do some to alleviate side effects of real cancer treatments called chemotherapy. But it has shown absolutely no clinical effectiveness as a drug. And because of this, the U.S. highly controls... Iscador, unlike Eastern Europe, where it is one of the most commonly prescribed drugs for cancer treatment. It's good to see Europe as more of an idiocracy than America for once on something. That's nice, actually. Well, I think it's because they it's their European
0: moments. mistletoe. And they, right. Know, <laughs> it's, it's more just nationalism. They just yeah. want, you know, they want, <laughs> they want to have their own thing. Like, we're going to cure yep. ourselves with our own products.
1: <laughs> Pride Care? is not a cure Pride for cancer. Pride is all that matters. Yeah. Apparently, in the U.S., you can only ship the mistletoe extracts for approved research or for, in quotes, individual use. And only during the Christmas holidays, obviously. But still. (laughs) That's not real. That's what I call a joke. Yeah. December Um, 23rd through 26th, that's about. That's (laughs) That's the only time. Now, do you have any good mistletoe stories from your Christmas past, Dylan? Let's go straight up Prairie Home Companion up on this bitch. So, if we're going to do
0: Prairie Home Companion, in that case, I don't. Um, I have no stories of being sexually harassed near mistletoe. (laughs) Uh, by Garrison Keeler.
1: Oh shit! Next week we'll try to fit in a, a few Bob Ross and Mr. Roger Burns. Wait a minute—they didn't sexually harass anybody. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Ah, that's a solid point. <laughs> yeah, Garrison Keeler, yet real sexual harasser. That's right. That's exactly correct. So personally, I don't really recall any specific mistletoe stories from my past. Growing up, I did love Christmas time, as we all did. not all of us. But I am not going, I'm not going to lie. I sort of just ignored that bit of weed hanging from the ceiling. But I can tell you, though, I never once thought to actually eat the mistletoe. Though If I did, I suppose, technically, by Christmas law, everywhere I went, girls would have to kiss me.
0: Yeah, the mistletoe we had around the house was always made of plastic. (laughs) Yeah, so I never, it it definitely never occurred to me to eat it.
1: (laughs) Wait, so you're not a fish that swims around in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch then? It's a little educational humor. It oh. totally make <laughs> Oh. That's good. Oh. That's horrible. You should cut that up. They should make though. They really should make Pacific Garbage Patch kids. I think they they
0: do have Garbage Patch kids.
1: Yeah, but then Pacific Garbage Patch Yeah, like I do swollen. like that.
0: There was a really good New York Times article about that, actually. About how sure. it's not just... Yeah, it was interesting, because it's not just a big clump of stuff. No, it's like not you what imagine. you think. It's microscopic it's like, plastic. Yeah. yeah, it's like thicker, basically. It's like this yeah, patch in the ocean is thicker with trash.
1: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's more dissolved into the water. Yeah, that's that's better, that's right? Thing. Yeah, I think so.
0: You know, I just... Because when I originally heard of the Pacific Garbage Patch, I imagined someone, like, in a lawn chair, just, you know, drinking <laughs> a margarita, like, hanging out yeah. and sunbathing on top yeah. of it. It's like tribes, not, like, stuff
1: starting out up there. It's like people starting nations, little nations. Yeah, I
0: know. It's not like that at all,
1: unfortunately. Ah. Anyway, so according to Cancer.gov in Europe, though there are other ways of taking the drug in quotes it's most commonly administered by injection
0: Man, that's intense
1: dude that's some hardcore christmas fans deep in the christmas cult i would say you may be addicted to christmas if you are injecting mistletoe (laughs) you may have other problems besides cancer i i don't know I, i think these people injecting mistletoe are probably the most hardened soldiers in the war on christmas though
0: Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. They're I the d- super sectors. Yeah.
1: Seriously, you think Bill o'reilly's stuff? Oh God, no. Nothing compared to these Christmas junkies. They will fight to the death, which sadly is likely going to happen since they are taking icor. They are going to adequate. Ed- they aren't getting any kind of adequate medical treatment for their cancer at all. You know, at least, you know, in I've heard
0: recently. Uh, I just read a news article how mm-hmm. um, the North Pole legislature they finally <laughs> got off their morality horse. And they instituted a needle exchange program for these elves, mainlining mistletoe. And so they're off my naughty list for this year. I think they're doing the right thing with the harm reduction program. Uh, We need those elves (laughs) working. And this is going to keep them working. That's great.
1: I do. I agree. Totally. I just imagine these Christmas junkies meeting with their Icicor dealer, Icicador dealers, and dark corners all shifty-eyed and watching. They're like, hey, man, hey, 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 yo, you got any of that toe? <laughs> no. iskador really does
0: sound like a really cool it's like the yeah, best it does fake, kind of cool like drug name because there's always whenever there's a movie or a tv show that has some fake drug it's always a really yeah. stupid name iskador right. like that's a cool <laughs> one. yeah
1: yep so the plant and berries are actually poisonous to eat but the iskador extract won't likely harm you directly it like most of these goofy cancer cures is just completely useless at fighting cancer so big shock
0: But not fighting the Christmas spirit. That's (laughs) that's a good one, yes. That's the thing that matters, really. I mean, come on, it's under attack. No one gets cancer on Christmas. I just saw, actually, a
1: bumper sticker today.
0: It said nobody gets cancer on Christmas?
1: Yeah, it said exactly that. It was like, (laughs) nobody... (laughs) No, like, we were, like, driving, getting coffee, and this guy in front of us is just like, put... It's like, stop the attack, put Christ back in Christmas. Like, oh, that is that is the main thing that's happening right now that needs to be addressed. I agree. Now, the macrobiotic diet. Woo! <laughs> Not the microbiotic <laughs> diet, no. which is only effective against
0: really small cancers.
1: So this is a diet invented by a guru and Japanese author, and I'm certainly going to mangle his name here, but we'll give it a shot. It's Naochi Sakurazawa. Perfect. His better-known pen name, though, was George Asawa. Probably That's because correct. morons like you oh, yeah. are going to mispronounce his real name. Yes, dear God. Um, started He started the macrobiotic movement with the publication of his book Zen Macrobiotics in 1965. So in the West, this diet was popularized by Osawa's students, Michio Kushi. He's the main guy, really, we'll talk about, I think. As well as a handful of other assholes.
0: Yeah, the West was really into Zen. My <laughs> My thinking is because they mistakenly thought... It offered the spirituality of Buddhism, but without any of the hard work. Yeah, man. Nirvana basically, songs
1: are just mostly simple power chords. So yeah, that's... that's yeah. <laughs>
0: Nirvana is just Zen Buddhism, basically. That's right.
1: Same of thing. alternative rock music. <laughs> So essentially how this diet works is categorizing foods humans eat based off of some random yin and yang schematics. Supposedly, a perfect balance of food intake with a macrobiotic diet will maximize, maximize life extension.
0: I, when you said random, I imagine rolling a die every time I have to decide <laughs> what to eat. You know, I just roll a die. Looks yeah. like I'm in for an 80% yang meal
1: tonight. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, Oshawa said so the schizophrenia is a yin disease which can be cured by drinking more yang fluids obviously so then me dang yang fluid yeah that's that's what does it. i
0: hope i hope tang mm. is a yang fluid ah, i really hope i really I hope that too. works out like that <laughs> but i don't know i don't know the rules for the yin and yang foods
1: interestingly Meat is not banned from the macrobiotic diet, but is considered stagnating or extremely yin. So, sorry, I can't have an In-N-Out burger. I am a yinitarian, as they say. So, but wouldn't that make you a yangitarian? Yes, actually. (laughs) Okay, good.
0: Um, But really, I mean, you should be more like me and just roll the dice whenever you go through the (laughs) drive-thru to figure out if you're going to leave hungry or not. That's true. Because then at least you get the chance
1: of getting hungry. Right. That's exactly correct. Yep. So alcohol, however, is considered extremely yang or overstimulating, along with fermented foods and various spices. So, if you had too much to drink, dude, I'm totally yanged. Get off my roof. <laughs> I, I, I wrote that, but I was like thinking in, in the, tw- dude, when I was like in my 20s in Springville, Illinois, I just would get drunk and just randomly cl- climb on top of a bunch of like odd, like random shopping malls. Like, I don't know why we did that. Just we'd get drunk and climb up to the roofs of places.
0: I guess like, you were just yanged we? out of your mind. I yes, guess you just I think I was, you know. correct. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been, I've never climbed on a roof. Well,
1: intoxicated. That's
0: not <laughs> really. Growing stupid. up in, in Las Vegas, that wasn't what yeah. we did. Not a yeah, lot of roof access. True.
1: Probably a little too hot, too, up there. Oh, God. So, macrobiotic dieters were pretty much vegetarians who didn't drink very much alcohol for the most part. So, macrobiotic foods tend to be Japanese food that is vegetarian. So, Kushi described cancer as being, quote, the body's own defense mechanism to prepare. To protect itself against long term dietary and environmental abuse. So this will be the next stage of evolution in climate change denialism. I'm I'm gonna call this. Okay, sure. The environment is changing and humans caused it, but it's just so abusive. Fuck the environment. It doesn't care about me or why I should care. Why should I care about it? Come on. Yeah, it's not helping you. It's not paying (laughs) your rent. Yeah. It's not contributing to your your phone bill.
0: Right. But I also I really love this (laughs) is like the greatest description of dying I've ever heard. (laughs) Like, yeah. look, you're not dying. Your body is just preventing you from eating any more cheeseburgers and throwing the wrappers down the sewer. It's preventing you from yeah. being an asshole. And the only way to do that is for you to no longer live. <laughs>
1: So Kushi defined the practice of macrobiotics as the selection, preparation, and manner of eating of our daily foods, as well as the orientation of consciousness. Dylan, I don't, don't you just hate when your consciousness is totally out of
0: whack? Um, only when it's because I'm sober and I can't eat any of the spicy kimchi I've got. You know, that <laughs> gives my consciousness a real tossle.
1: <laughs> and by implementing this practice, he said, it is possible to apply the order of the universe, nature, and life. To our daily lives. Wait, there's order to the universe?
0: I don't know about that, but I also want to know what nature means here. (laughs) Because normally, you know, does nature mean like grass and antelopes and stuff like that? But you've already got life in there. Yeah. So maybe it's broader (laughs) than that, but you got universe. (laughs) So it seems like there's this middle thing in between the universe and life. What is
1: that? Exactly. Um, I (laughs) want to know what that is. It's probably where the yin Uh, and yang comes from. According to Cushy, macrobiotics is neither a treatment nor a therapy, but rather a common sense approach to daily living. There's a little wiggle room there, the escape hatch. However, in Kushi's own writings, he focuses specifically on the use of macrobiotic diets to relieve and treat illness such as cancer and
0: AIDS. He's not treating cancer and (laughs) AIDS. He's just offering a common sense approach to cancer and AIDS. (laughs) That's
1: right, yeah. Big difference here. Even though it was promoted as a life extension remedy, the macrobiotic diet didn't really extend lifespans. In fact, the founder and his wife both died relatively young in their 70s. So Asawa died of heart disease at Seventy-two, and his wife, Aveline Kushi, died of cervical cancer. Twist! Ironic, oh my god. Ironic since Asawa promoted the macrobiotic diet as preventing cancer. Eh? Not a good selling point when the founder's wife dies of the cancer while eating exp- exclusively your anti-cancer diet. It's never No, been. I'm pretty, not pretty good, sure she was... Not good PR. She
0: was sneaking too many in and outs while he wasn't looking. That's <laughs> exactly. I think. Yeah, she was getting yanged out
1: all the time. Yep. And, and also this, Asawa... Asawa smoked cigarettes, like, nonstop, like, heavily. I don't see why that's relevant. That That is not... <laughs> I, I love this because he bends his ideology around his addiction. That's nice. Yeah, that is really disgusting.
0: I mean, I would never... I am above that. Um, also, um, vaping and drinking black coffee prevents polio. I forgot oh, to tell you about that. Fact. Um, yep.
1: But, yeah, bending bending your addiction to your ideology is just gross. Carry on. <laughs> He conducted after zero research that gray smoke coming out the front end of a cigarette is yin, which is cancer-causing. So wait, only secondhand smoke causes cancer? That That makes sense. That's
0: why all those dealers got upset in the casinos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They read this guy's book. Yep. The yellow-orange smoke portion, which comes out of the back that the smoker breathes in, is yang, obviously. Wait, what? So everyone's smoking wrong. Let's try this. Light your cigarette, put the lit-in into your mouth, to reverse cancer, I don't know. Just give me your money. No, Brent, you're being nope. <laughs> you're being ridiculous right
0: now. It's gonna burn your mouth. What you yep. gotta do is you get your wife to do that, oh. and then she smokes it and blows the smoke into your mouth. <laughs> like that's obviously um, what. What did his wife die of again? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot already. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, who cares? Who knows? You can t- <laughs> you can technically be healthy by eating a macrobiotic diet, but it's merely by accident because the foods chosen to be consumed on a macrobiotic diet are based on their metaphysical properties, not nutrition. I
0: you keep sullying the name of philosophy today. <laughs> I prefer you not sully Sorry. metaphysical. A give too. Rile. Yep. These are just your garden variety, non-existent properties <laughs> or non instantiated properties, depending on your metaphysical <laughs> predilections. Again, I'm not gonna get into it. I just feel like it needs to be mentioned.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Those that adhere to macrobiotic diet may be healthy, not by the specific foods they consume, but rather what they mostly leave out of the diet, such as meat, milk, other animal products, refined and processed foods, etc. I really like the idea of being healthy on accident <laughs> it's not a happy accident more a healthy accident no oh. ah. so in all seriousness like let me do my best to do my Al Gore impersonation so I'm gonna be honest here being vegan is is literally one of the best things you can do you know to curb your carbon emission Whatever. I'm not trying to plug that but you are trying to plug that don't lie I'm, I'm gonna plug it all right you're right good point. So cutting back beef alone does a lot to save acres upon acres of natural carbon sinks, which are rainforests. Actually, though, I think Al Gore is not really into that since his family is from big beef industry. So, uh, well, yeah. Hypocrites on all. Forgive him for that one, right? You know. Anyways, I've personally been a vegan for a year, like I said. So however, the intake of protein is actually a concern for me. Um, I don't know, like I get protein from shakes and other things, but it is hard to do because like the meat is the most like efficient small portion of protein you can actually eat. So this is why I'm 100% for lab-grown meat, Frankenstein meat, literally, not literally Frankenstein's meat. I want to be a vegan that eats meat grown from tissues of animals. Sound weird? No way. That sounds badass to me. No, it
0: does sound weird because you're telling me (laughs) I can't go to In-N-Out anymore. (laughs) I can't even get my animal-style grilled cheese. (laughs) Oh,
1: shit. Wait, wait, is animal-style grilled cheese is grilled onions and just cheese on toast, right? Or on the bun? Yeah, with the the secret sauce or
0: whatever. And, like, lettuce and tomato and stuff.
1: I guess it was, like, around, like, uh, what is it, April Fool's, they had people were, like, doing some sort of a um, joke where they're saying to go to In-N-Out because they're selling, like, whatever, like, vegan patties or something. And they're going to all the In-N-Out, and they got, like, super pissed. It was, like, some secret menu that they were telling people to go. It was like, oh, that's an asshole move. But they got mad, and that was the end of that story. (laughs) I don't know. That's pretty good. Anyway, it's pretty, yeah. So, so Okushi, not only emphasizing the importance of the balance of diet, but on mental states. He made it very clear that each individual is directly responsible for his or her own development of cancer in their own bodies. This manifested in their manner of thinking. If one is in the wrong state of mind, they are open to the disease. This is not supported by the evidence, though, and can lead to serious depression in patients, feeling as if they maybe caused their own illness.
0: This is a great get-out-of-jail-free card. (laughs) <laughs> if you're a cancer scammer, you're eating all this arugula, you're inhaling just the gray smoke, but you still got cancer. <laughs> I bet you're thinking about that time you got beat up in the third grade, and this is your fault. You need to quit it. Uh, yeah, Get your mind uh, right. Hush.
1: Dude, yeah, last year was tough for me.
0: Hopefully not Yang tough, though. It's not nah, cancer causing yeah, tough, tough, I hope. That's right. And with the macrobiotic diet, that ends our first episode on cancer quackery. How do you feel, Brent? Did you learn anything useful?
1: Well, Dylan, I learned that often, the weirder the quote-unquote cure you offer for cancer, the most attention it gets. Whether it's shark bones, mistletoe, or elf farts. Elf farts? We covered that? That'll be next week, probably. Yeah, It's wise to stick to medically tested treatments. Sure, it's fun to laugh at these and make jokes, but in all seriousness, this shit is going to do some serious damage to people in need. I know we, we each know people and care about people that are burdened by things that we've known in our lives before. and currently know that have been burdened by this shitty shitty disease and it's no joke so conmen and swindlers are bad on all fronts but there is a bar in the lowest of the low are people that peddle this garbage to people who are sick and are dying oh and also fuck cancer fuck cancer just in general yeah just
0: in general i'm gonna say yeah my sister-in-law actually has a brain tumor it's actually part of the reason we decided to do this uh yep. first and you know she's looks like you know she's got a pretty good prognosis and she just finished the first round of chemo and radiation and we should hear the mri results in a few weeks and it looks like it's gonna be positive good good. but there's a lot of idiots at her work telling her you know why don't you just take cbd oil like chemotherapy man that's poison um and i want them all to die um yes. i want them to strangle themselves <laughs> to death Um, preferably on CBD oil. Um, yeah, because that is, uh, (laughs) criminal negligence as far as I'm concerned. Um, I agree. So one thing I haven't, we haven't really been mentioning in our previous episodes is I want to hear from our Mm -hmm. listeners. Um, so Mm -hmm. Maybe you've had a cancer charlatan try to con you or someone you know. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a piece of cancer baloney that has a special place in your heart. Or maybe you just want to let us know what other weirdness we should cover in next episodes or how badly we're doing at covering the weirdness we've already talked about. <laughs> so send us an email. We're at ordinary at gmail.com. Right now, we don't have any social media accounts. Um, not really for any highfalutin political reasons. We're just not really into it. But, you know, yeah. I could be convinced otherwise if people really want us on Twitter or Instagram for some reason um i don't yeah. see why but hey you know let us know <laughs> um we love responding yeah. to the people we're here for the people um that's right and if you have an opinion on that too again our email is none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com
1: yeah and join us next week where we will continue this journey down cancer quackery road so have a great weekend everyone have a great week keep getting chemo and weekend. yeah keep doing it